Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. Coming up. It's rhythm. See, prayer and the word are the rhythms from which we need to live our lives by. This is what sets the pace for our worship. This is what sets the pace for the way we live our lives. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Yes, the rhythms of life. Um, basically, what I, over the next five weeks, what I want to do is establish for you what it is and how it is to live our lives as Christians and the rhythms that we need to get into in order to, to live uh, the best life that God has for us. God has a life for you to live, um, and, but there's rhythms that we have to get into. He has a rhythm, and I'm going to be talking more about the rhythm, um, but there's things that we can do to best ensure living the best life that God has for us. And today, um, I'm going to be setting out the kind of the foundation for the series. Um, and I'm going to be kind of talking about how we can use our willpower to get ourselves into a good rhythm. Um, so many people, uh, when they become Christians, they think, well, I need, to, I need to be a good person now, and I need to stop doing all of these sorts of things that I'm doing. And they get into this sort of rhythm of trying to not be bad right they try to get into this rhythm of like trying to stay away from all the bad things that would that are out there in life and yeah that's a good thing but the thing is is the energy that we have and the willpower that we have what we should be using it for is actually for the good things that God has for us okay to get into the rhythm um, and to start making the choices to, to create good habits in our lives that they're going to help us project into the future and we need to one of the main areas or the main area that we need to we need to use this energy is to 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 pray and be in the bible pray in the be in the bible now this is going to be a simple message today but i'm telling you something all right for 2017 i want i want to make sure that all of you are in the word and are praying it's so important Okay, it's important to know where we use our energy in, in following Christ because prayer and worship or prayer and, 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 and the word will set the pace for our worship. Okay? <coughs> singing today just now we sang, right? <coughs> See, singing is just one of the expressions of our worship. Um, we worship God in our work. Uh, we worship God in our relationships. We worship God with our money. We worship God in our marriage. We worship God with our daily habits, um, with what we celebrate. Um, you know, but prayer and the word will set the pace for the kinds of worship that we have. Okay, so, so as, as you're praying and as you're in the word, uh, talking about the Bible, it's going to set the pace and the rhythm for your life and how you go about your work or how you go about your relationships or what you do with your money. It all is foundational. It's like the foundation for our lives. It sets the pace for our worship. Now, I need my phone because I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, uh, <coughs> can I use it? Yeah, I'm going to do a little uh, demonstration for you. See, I'm a drummer. As you may have noticed, um, I was on the drums. Um, and being a drummer and jet lagged at the same time is interesting, but uh, I, I still I still manage. I'm gonna on every drummer, every good drummer should have at some point used a metronome. You know what a metronome is? 
hands up if you don't know what a metronome is. Okay, we've got one or two people that don't know what it is. Okay, well, sorry, I made you feel bad then. A metronome is basically a, a little instrument that keeps time. So for every, every song has a, what's called a, a, a beat, right? And what a metronome does is it helps you keep in time with whatever the beat is. So um, like a regular song, uh, like uh, must be love, yeah, yeah. Da -da. That's the beat. So this is the beat. Uh, da, 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 da. 135 beats per minute. It must be love. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. See? Metronome. Every drummer has one of these. And what you do when you, when, you, when you learn how to play the drums is your teacher will give you a... He'll say, you need to practice with a metronome. So you go and learn how to count. Two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. It's rhythm, right? It's rhythm. See, prayer and the word are the rhythms from which we need to live our lives by. This is what sets the pace for our worship. This is what sets the pace for the way we live our lives. Rhythm. See, so many people approach spirituality without a metronome, without the prayer and the word. They think, well, I'm going to just sort of be spiritual. I'm going to do this and that and choose whatever I'm going to do and, and, and be a free spirit, which is fine. But you're never going to be in sync with what God has for you when you do that. Prayer and the word, prayer and the word. That's the beat. God is all about timing. Everybody say that. God is all about timing. He has actually set the pace for us. For us to follow, you know, when um, I was younger, I played in a um, in a in a big band. Um, a big band is basically a is a big band. It's it's full of uh, it has about 40 um, musicians in the big band. I was on drums, and you had a band leader who had a baton. It's a stick that looks like this. You've seen the band leaders, right? When they're doing this, that's called a baton. They have a baton. You know what they do with the baton? They set the pace. They set the time. Now, when I first started playing on the drums when I was a young man, I was having a little trouble getting in sync with the timing with the band leader. So just picture little old Ryan, about as many people as are in this room are in the band. There's people on the trombones, there's people on the timpani drums, those big things, and then there's people on violins, and there's people on saxophones, and bass guitar players, and person who does the... the the, the, the sounds and the harp and there's all sorts of stuff happening and we've got these big songs that are happening and it all comes down to the pace set by this, by this, uh, uh, by this band leader. He'll tap his thing, you all have to stand there, you look and then he goes one, two, three, four and then you perform. And uh, man, I, I just couldn't get the timing. Well, I had 40 eyes all looking at me like, Ryan, you've got to get in time, you're the drummer because I was out of pace. It's like that with our walk with the Lord sometimes. When we, when we come to Him, we've got to get into the pace that He is setting. And how do we do that? How do we do that? It's simple. It's really simple. Prayer and the Word. Prayer and the Word. Just praying and reading our Bible. Praying and reading our Bible. Praying and reading our Bible. I want to ask you a question. What is setting the pace for your life? What is setting the pace for your life? Is it an algorithm? You know, today we live in this world of social media. Social media can, uh, well, these things are algorithms that are basically designed to keep you addicted. 
They work on the same, they work on the very same principles that drugs work on, cocaine, heroin, all of these sorts of things. These guys have worked it out to a science on how to keep you on your social media and not able to close that thing. Have you ever found yourself like, why am I doing this for so long? Just swiping, swiping, swiping. It's an algorithm. You know, these things, if we're not careful, can actually set the pace for our lives. You know, your news feed can start, you can, you, 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 they work out what you like and what you don't like. They keep just putting on what you like. And before you know it, you've just got this one dimension. Everyone's like, wow, that person's a little one dimensional. It's because they're just, the whole world is, their whole pace is set by social media, an algorithm. Is it a drivenness to outperform everyone? Is it, a, is, it, is it other people's opinions of you? Is that what sets the pace for you? Or, is it, or is, it, is, it, is it unforgiveness in your world? Or is it bitterness? Is it the desire to have to prove yourself? Is it depression? There can be all sorts of things that can be the pace setters for our lives, but God has made a way so that whether or not we struggle with these things, he actually has set something in place for us to set the pace, a metronome, a timekeeping device that we can actually start to get in sync and step with God. It's simply, simply the prayer and Bible. We have to make a decision to follow another beat. We have to make a decision to follow a different time signature. I want to read from you, for you from the Bible, from Luke and some of Jesus' teaching about this. And you're going to be surprised by this because when we, when we begin to approach God, and when we begin to get in, into His pace, and into sync with, with what he's trying to say to you and what he's wanting to do in your world, you're going to find that, well, I'm going to show you something. This is going to be a surprise. It says this, be dressed and ready. This is Luke chapter 12, 35 to 40. Be dressed and ready for service. Actually, I want to read this from my Bible. Be dressed and ready for service. And keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will make them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So what, let me explain this for you. Let's go back to verse 36 of this. Like, let's be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet. That's, that's actually how we approach God. Let me give you an explanation of, of what, what Jesus is trying to say. See, back then, he's talking about a, a rich master, a person who's got a lot of money and lots of servants. He gets married. It's a bachelor. He gets married. And his servants are waiting. And what they would do traditionally is they would, would, would wait for the master to come back home. And uh, I'll let your imagination sort of run with what would happen with the honeymoon night, okay? I'm not going to explain. So, but that's what would happen. He would come straight back to his home with his bride. Now, could you imagine the servants are just kind of gone to sleep, like he comes, 
is, is, have you ever been to some of these Indian weddings and it's like they've gone on till like, I don't know, silly times in the morning, maybe three in the morning by the time you get home, right? And it's like, you're tired. Well, you, imagine if you're the groom, it's three in the morning, you've been celebrating with all of your friends, the wedding and all of that, and you go home and all of your servants have gone to sleep and you ain't got a key to open the door. What would you be doing? You'd be like, let us in. Let us in, we want to come in. We've got some things to do. But Jesus is saying, be like the servants waiting for their master. I, I, I think you would imagine the servants of this master would be waiting eagerly for the master to come home. Ready, looking out the window. Okay, let's organize this. Okay, from, from, from 12 to 3, you guys stay up and we're going to have a little rest. From 3 till 6, we'll go, to, we'll go and have a look. Or you go to sleep and we'll look or whatever. You know, they've got a system organized because they're eager for the master to come home. <coughs> what Jesus is saying is this is how we need to approach prayer and the Bible. Eagerly waiting <coughs> for something to happen. I've got a bit of a cough. I don't know why. It's okay. I might just have a big gulp of water, if that's okay. This is how we approach prayer and the Word. How often is it that we preach, we, we approach the Bible and we kind of get a little scared of it? We're like, oh, you know, I don't know, what to, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Listen to me. I'm telling you something. Jesus has given you the, the ability to just jump on into this thing and approach it like a servant would waiting for his master to come home from the wedding banquet. But I want you to see what I'm about to tell you. What's written here says, like a servant waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they immediately open the door for him. <coughs> it will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I want you to hear this. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve will make them recline at the table and will come wait on them. Okay, this is where this is getting confusing. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, the master's come home from his wedding banquet. The servants are waiting for him to return. Now, traditionally, what they would do is they would come home and have a little banquet with the servants and all of those sorts of things. But here we have the master flipping it on them and actually getting them to sit down and he serves them. Now, this is not normal. Jesus is actually doing this on purpose. He's trying to teach them a lesson. He's saying, when, when, when you begin, when you begin to approach God with eagerness, that you're going to find that he is going to have even more eagerness towards you. That he is actually going to begin to press into you and what you want. He's going to actually begin to press into you and your needs. He's going to sit you down and you're going to find yourself sitting awkwardly at the table waiting to be served dinner when you should be serving dinner. Could you imagine this? You're just like, hold on a second. It's weird. Like you ever sat at a dinner table awkwardly? Like you're like, okay, I, this, I feel strange right now. Well, this is how this would have been for these servants that Jesus is like, um, we, we, are you sure, Jesus? Are you sure, Mr. Master? I mean, we should be serving you. It's like, no, I'm going to serve you. Doesn't make sense, but in the kingdom it does. This is an upside-down kingdom that we're in. 
This is, this is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus himself, who was enthroned in heaven, who actually came down and gave his life for us. This is what Jesus is talking about. Is that This is the God who actually came to serve and set the pace for us in servanthood, right? When we begin to approach the Bible and get in line and in sync with the pace that he has, eagerly await what God has for you and approach the Bible with eagerness and approach prayer with eagerness, I'm telling you, God is going to sit you down and you're going to find God himself setting the table in front of you. And things will open up before you that you never would have dreamed of. And you'll feel awkward because you're like, I didn't realize, God, that it was so easy. I didn't realize that your presence was just there ready for me to access. I thought I had to do a thousand, a million different things in order to have this kind of enlightenment or this kind of feeling or this kind of... No, it's right there. It's right there for you. It will be good for those servants, in verse 38, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready. Even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. But understand this. I I like this, what Jesus is saying. It's a little confusing. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. In other words, what Jesus is saying is saying, you know how like if you, who lives by themselves? Who, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of people, like, we've got a few people living by themselves. Who has lived by themselves? You've gonna been on a holiday, you're in a hotel room by yourself, right? You've stayed by yourself. I think most people at some point in their life, you hear a noise, right? You hear like a, you're like three in the morning and you hear a noise like, like what was that? And you go and check every little part of your hotel room, every little part, you've done this, right? You're going to check in the, is there someone in here, is there someone in the bathroom, and you've got that kind of scared feeling. Maybe if you've got a big steak knife, you've like got it behind your back. Okay, this is what Jesus is saying. Like, he's saying, this is how we need to approach it, like this, like, 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 a, like, a, like a person, an owner of a house who's looking for a robber, like looking everywhere, ready for that robber to jump out. This is how Jesus is saying, how we approach prayer, how we approach seeking him, how we approach the Bible, looking earnestly for him. (coughs) It's cool, right? In verse 40, he says, you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. In other words, in other words, God is going to set the pace. God's all about timing. It's all about his timing. I mean, could you imagine a drummer in a band and the songs are all going at a different time and he says, you know what, I'm going to do my own time. I'm going to do my own thing. What kind of music would you hear? It wouldn't be good music. It would be terrible music. The, the, the man would be up the front going, what is, doing, what is going on with that drummer? He's like playing a punk beat when we should be playing like a nice flowing beat. Sometimes we're like that with God. Like, I want to do my own thing. God, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's like God is like, no, 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 hold on a sec. Just get back to the prayer. Get back to the word. And it's going to set the pace for your world. And it's going to set the pace for what I have for you. Be eager. Be eager in this. You You can throw all of your energy in to this. Some of you all need to stop throwing all of your energy trying to be better people. Listen, you're going to be a better person when you throw your, all of your energy into this, 
God is going to change you. You're going to find yourself not doing things that you thought you could never give up doing. You're going to find yourself not even desiring things that you used to desire because you're fulfilled in Christ. He's filled you up with his word. He's filled you up with his spirit. <laughs> Approach prayer and the word with the same diligence of a servant waiting for their master to return with their wife, with his wife. <laughs> and they'll find the servants who do that will find themselves with their master dressed ready to serve them and he'll help them set the pace. Here's the thing. This is why Christ wants to serve you. Here's why Jesus wants to help you is because he knows that for as much as you try to try and, I mean, have you tried to read the Bible and you've gotten out of sync? You've tried to have some, you, you get your prayer life in order. You're like, maybe some of you are today feeling a little bit bad because you're like, oh, he's talking about praying. I haven't prayed for the last how many times, how many months. You know, listen, if you get back in with that same earnestness and the same eagerness to, to approach prayer like I'm talking about, even if it's been months, you're going to find God will actually come in and help you. Jesus died on the cross because he knew that we are not capable of fulfilling all of the standards that he has for us. That's why he came. He fulfilled the standards for us. He paid the price of our, of our misgivings, of our sins. He paid the price. That's what the cross is all about. He sits us down and he serves us. We need to watch out like an owner waiting for a thief to break in. And we need to remember God's going to always set the timing. So how do we apply this into our lives? What can we do? What can we do? How can we apply this? It's simple. Read the Bible and pray every day. <laughs> Read the Bible. I know I, it's like, surely there's something else we need to do, Ryan. No, there's really not. <clears throat> Read the Bible and pray every day. Our walk with Christ is really that simple. And he's, he sent the Holy Spirit to actually help us. <clears throat> it's a sad thing. I find sometimes that I, I speak to people about Christianity. I, I, I speak to them about becoming a follower of Christ. And, and it's difficult sometimes for people to understand because they come with all of their baggage, of all of their stuff that they know about spirituality. And they say, well, I'm going to now apply this to the Bible doesn't work like that he's the band leader he's the pace setter we put all of that stuff down and we say okay what are you trying to teach me God and then we find that he begins to teach us he begins to help us with that rhythm just read the Bible and pray every day let Christ set the pace for your day Maybe you need to do a Bible study on prayer if you don't know how to pray. You're like, I don't know how to pray. Well, Jesus talked about prayer. Look at this in, in Matthew chapter 6. He, 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 he talked about prayer. And, and there's many more instances where prayer is talked about in the Bible. This is where you can start. Just, just Google prayer in the Bible. 
It's really simple. Google is one of the most amazing tools. I mean, there's a lot of junk out there. You just have to be careful. You might come across some sort of weird stuff. But, but, but generally, Google's pretty good. There's people out there who have set stuff up for you to do Bible studies on how to pray and what it is to pray and how, what the Bible says about prayer. But this is what Jesus said. He says, and this then is how you should pray. Like, how do we pray? Well, Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. So, oh, okay, thank you, Jesus. Is that easy? Yes. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, this is not something you just want to recite. This is something you want to actually understand. Okay? This is the thing about the Bible. It's not there for recital. It's not a, it's not a recital instrument, although reciting it sometimes can help. But if you don't understand it, then it's not actually going to help you. God created your brain. Okay? So it's okay for you to understand what's in the Bible. It's not like, sometimes spirituality is kind of presented as this thing that you'll never understand. You know, there's only one person sitting on his throne. He understands, but nobody else does. It's not how, it's not how it is in the Bible. Jesus said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What does that mean? Hallowed. What does hallowed mean? That just means praise. Oh, Father in heaven. Oh, Father, we're not, we're not alone. We're not orphans. We have a Father. You start to think about these words, our Father, and not my Father, it's our Father. So that's why we do church, there's a community here, it's our Father, our Father. We're all children together, we're brothers and sisters. Hallowed be your name. Oh, how many people do you know that want to have their names praised? But you're like, I'm so glad that I don't have to praise your name because I can see who you really are. Sometimes even in us, we want our names to be praised, but the only one that's worthy of praise is actually God. So hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh God, I, I wanted my will to be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We, we start to understand this is how we pray. You start to pray these words and let them sink in to our world on earth as it is in heaven. You'll find that the pace will begin to be set. If you don't know how to pray, just get this in Matthew chapter 6. If you haven't got a Bible yet, get yourself a Bible. We've got some Bibles. We can give you one. And, and <clears throat> just read this. Matthew chapter 6, start here. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread. Wow, I can ask? I can ask for that? That's talking about finances. Yeah, you can. You can ask God for that. What's the rest of it? And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from evil. Isn't that cool? It's there. Look at this. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Just present them to God. That's prayer. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. As you present your request, you're going to find, as you're eager, as you press on into that kind of prayer, you're going to find that God sits you down and begins to serve you. You're like, whoa, I don't understand why this is humbling God. Why you would be so loving, why you would be so kind to do this for me. But here's what the promise is. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart. In your minds in Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 11, verse 9 to 10, it says, So I say to you, ask, 
and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock on the door, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be closed. Pardon? Oh, I mean opened, yeah. The door will be opened. See, this is why we need the Bible. Some of you all sort of think there's some sort of hard thing that you have to do in order to approach God. Ask, and it shall be given. It's that simple. Lord, are you there? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize it would be that simple. Jesus, do you love me? Yes. Seek and you'll find. God, are you there? I'm here. This is personal. It's you and him. But you've got to let God set the pace. You've got to switch off all of the stuff in your head about God sometimes and let him set the pace through his word and begin to pray, begin to seek him. Uh, you know, if you didn't write down these scriptures, if you didn't know these, you, you should. If you don't bring a pen to church, you, maybe you should because there's some great scriptures. You can begin with Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 13, Philippians 4, 6 to 7, Luke 11, 9 to 10. These are scriptures that you can recite every day. Start there. If you don't know where to start, just start there. And then, and then the other thing you can do is actually just use a Bible reading plan. I've got some, um, <clears throat> I've got some sheets up there that really simply like put they're on the giving table um, there's 50 or 49 because Willow scribbled on one but there's 49 there you can grab them I just printed them out for you it's a, it, if you follow this it's a 52 week plan on, and if you follow it every day you'll have read the whole Bible in one year that's pretty cool right so every day it's a systematic just take one and use it it's, it's yours um, it's not that fancy maybe we can do some fancier ones one day but for, for right now it's good you can just keep it as folded up and put it in the back of your Bible and use it every day. When you read the Bible, um, when you read the Bible, there's, there's, there's this word, okay, soap. Everybody say soap. So soap, this is, this is what I use. This is how I study the Bible. It gets a little bit deeper when I, when I uh, have to write sermons, but my general reading uh, every day, I use soap. Soap, you said soap, right? Soap. What's soap? Soap is this, it's scripture, observe, application, prayer. S-O-A-P. So you get your reading plan, right? You get your reading plan, it's just a sheet of paper, you get your reading plan, and you, and you come across, you know, 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 3, or whatever, I'm just pulling stuff out of the top of my head, and you're like, wow, that's amazing, that really speaks to me, I like that. Okay, I'm going to write that down, I'm going to write down that scripture, I get the scripture, and then I'm going to observe it. It's good, it's good. And then I'm going to think about how am I going to apply that into my life? How am I going to apply this into my life? Can I apply this into my life? A am I good enough to do this? Where, where, where can God help me in this? And then you begin to pray about it. Soap. You do this every day. You know you need to have a shower every day? You use soap in the shower? Yeah? Anyone not use soap? Well, you need soap with your Bible as well, okay? You can just remember this. Soap. Scripture. Observe, application, prayer. It's a rhythm. You do this every day. Scripture, observation, 
application prayer. You just do it every day. Some days it will feel like you're just kind of going through the motions. It's okay. I have those days, uh, especially, you know, if you're jet lagged or you're overtired, you haven't slept, you're going to sit down with your coffee and everything's going to be right. You might even, you know, light a candle, you put on your nice music and all of that sort of stuff and whatever. And you're like, I'm just not feeling it. That's okay. But there's going to be days where God is going to speak to you because you've set aside the time because you're trying to get in rhythm with the pace setter, rhythm with God. What's setting your rhythm? What's setting your day every day? What is it that you do in the morning before you go to work? Is it, is it, is it just catch up on your social media feed or just watch another show? Is it just, listen to me, you're doing all of these things and you're wondering why you're depressed. I'm telling you, it's simple. Stop doing all of that and just get in the Word and pray. I'm telling you, stuff will begin to change in your world. Let Jesus be the pace setter. And as you do, and as you approach it with eagerness, like a, a, an owner of a house looking out for a thief, you're going to find God is going to meet you like crazy, like you never would have imagined. He's going to begin to do stuff in your world like you never would have thought. You're going to be overcoming stuff that you never thought you could overcome. And we, we also, the other thing you can do is do it together. Look at the person next to you and, and say, I'm in this with you. I'm in this with you. See, that's what Connect Group is all about. That's why we do Connect Group, okay? We, we study the Bible in Connect Group. That's all we do. We have a discussion. We get some scriptures and we discuss it. If you're not in a Connect Group, you need to get in one. Because, you know, it's best. Um, the Bible is actually best learned in, 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 in community. You, you're going to, in community, that's where you're actually going to really be challenged to change. Use a Bible reading plan. Learn how to pray. Use soap every day. And do it together. Imagine. Imagine being in a place where you're beginning to overcome sin before you're even tempted to sin. Imagine you're in a place where you're beginning to overcome stuff in your life before it even becomes a problem. See, this is where God actually begins to invest in you. He begins to put stuff into you where you're actually beginning to walk through life ready to face all of the things that you're going to face in life. You face things in life. It's not easy. It's difficult. And we haven't, have we haven't, if we're not, if we're not walking into the rhythm of the pace setter. We're going to walk into things too soon. We're going to walk into things that we shouldn't have walked into. And there's going to be stuff happen. We're going to say, where are you, God? Imagine living in a place where you know God is with you all the time. Imagine that. Well, I'm telling you, it's really possible and it's really simple. When you begin to just start your day in the rhythm that God has for you, Bible and prayer, Bible and prayer, Bible and prayer. It's really that simple. <laughs> Imagine a God who loves you so much, who knows you so well, who knows all of your weaknesses, who knows all of your sin, who knows all of your shame, who knows all of the stuff that you want to hide, who knows it all. Imagine him sitting you down at his table, at his banquet. When you thought you should be serving him, he's serving you, helping you, and loving you, laying his life down for you, washing your feet, cleaning out your junk, 
Imagine a God who does that for you. And in the place of prayer, in the place of the word, in the Bible, you're going to find God begins to do this. He just begins to help you, heal you, give you hope, give you freedom, give you love. Because he loves you so much. He loves you so much. So what do we have to do? Simple. Prayer, the word. Prayer and the word. Let it be, let it be your metronome. Who learned about a metronome today? Like I now know what a metronome is. Well, you've got a drummer for a pastor, so I, I'm going to use that analogy where I can. It makes sense to me. But he sets the pace, right? God sets the pace. He has set the pace. Oh, I thought it would be, you know, I have to go to some mountain and sit up on the top of the mountain in some position for, for 10 years before I connect with God. No, no, it's really simple. It can start today when you go home from church if you want. You just get your Bible and start to pray. And he's going to meet with you. He's going to meet with you. He's going to love you. He's going to pour himself out for you. Amen. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi. 